And you can live in the day. Hello and welcome to Man in the Making. We are ah. back with another episode, bringing you the enlightening experience. Oh, welcoming. Yes, yes. welcoming. I think you just created a word. Great, great. How are like you, Rush? That. Yeah, I'm, I'm excellent. I'm talking like lower because my baby is sleeping in the next room. So I am not going to shout. But um, I don't think I need to. So yeah, I'm I'm well. Um, first went to jujitsu today. Still have my gi pants on because right when I came home, I went to got to trading. Just had my first shot of espresso, and uh, everything is going according to plan. So excited about that! Very cool. How are you, Rogas? I'm great. Uh, I guess I can intertwine this into what my question would be. So you can do whatever you want. Cool. Saturday, I had a meeting with some high-value individuals, if I can call it that, and got some very sharp photos taken. Very happy with them. And when I came back, because uh, I was in London over the weekend, then I came back to Wales, and I showed a housemate one of the photos and he was like well that doesn't really look like your authentic self i don't think you should upload it social media and yeah that's what i'd like to make today's episode about so that's a good one yeah oh uh, i'm crap. not sure not sure where to actually start it because there's no, quite I a few bunches. i don't either i mean that's fantastic though like that's brilliant um look like we're all changing all the time so your authentic self uh is going to be a different kind of authentic next year yeah um and there's so many layers of how to look at yourself like from the mystical perspective the soul can wear anything it wants. The body can wear anything it wants. It's just, and, and it can be its authentic self. So you never get out of that. But what you're comfortable in um, makes you look better. And if you're not comfortable, as you transition to a more refined self, that's fine. But, but you can get, you can acclimate to a new you. And it, there is some acclimation. Um, I know in this case, you're talking about like wearing a suit and wearing a suit is not natural. It's, it's, it takes time to get comfortable in, especially if it's not fitted uh, perfectly. But if your intentions are good, then I think it's your authentic self is driving it, right? Because you're backed by being genuine. We want to be genuine, um, individuals if we're trying and you have you ever heard that saying phrase uh fake it till you make it yeah yeah i don't know about that but i mean i think that kind of applies like when i put on monk ropes for the first time i probably looked like an idiot and and it was like that's different <laughs> but it's like of course it's different it's a complete 180 from from who i was the week before um Cause I was not like monk material when I first started training. Look, we, everyone knows that. So 
but what happened over time, those robes eventually like molded to who I was and I made, and it, and it worked and it looked really good. And it was like, Oh, look at his face. Like he's so happy. And people would say that all the time. One, a husband would be like, you know, why are you, you know, visiting the monastery? Do you really want to be here? Blah, blah, blah. And the wife would go like, look at him. He's super happy. Of course he wants to be here. So if you met me the day I got there and I put on the robes, you know, I might not look as comfortable, right? So, you know, Rokas, in case we didn't cover it, did we cover it Your where your friend was, uh, you put on the suit, you were going to post it online and it has to be about your authentic self. And someone said, you don't look like your authentic self, but Rokas, how did you feel like in the suit in a more refined I've- way? So personally, I felt great. I know during the event, I was confident. I was in the zone throughout it. So I felt great. And him making that comment, for one thing, I kind of understand because depending on whom I'm with, I show a different part of myself too. So I wouldn't be all serious with just a normal friend. But during events like the one I went to, that is a time to be serious and yeah, to be serious, to be confident and competent. So that person probably hasn't really seen that side of me as much, which is why they made that comment. Let me ask you another question. I like where you're going with that. I really do. Did it make you feel like he was right at any point in what he said? In other words, did self-doubt ever come across? No, because I ended up posting the picture anyway, because I really liked how I looked in it. I like that. I like that. See, see that 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 was that's key. I think that's a pivotal point. And and if anyone is wondering, if you're listening to this and you're wondering about the same kind of thing for yourself, if self-doubt creeps in, you've got to uh, make a decision because self-doubt will kind of transform who you want to be or who you think you want to be. And that's what's so tough about being something else. If you really want to evolve and, and, and change and transcend who you were, become better, right? Which we all do, right? No one wants to say the same, right? Well, maybe my dad, my dad probably doesn't care. But for most people, especially young people, and this podcast is focused on change makers, business owners, young people, university students wanting to do something with their life it's uncomfortable but you can't let self-doubt get you too much right and and that kind of leads into something that i've been thinking about a lot this past uh, few days which is limiting beliefs limiting beliefs which is huge it's a huge topic in uh psychoanalyzation of the mind you know figuring someone out and figuring yourself out uh, and, and it's a big uh, coaching concept. Limiting beliefs happens to all of us. It has to, or else we wouldn't be here. But we need to recognize when you're kind of feeling down about something or yourself, you're lacking confidence. And it could be in, a, in the middle of a confidence streak. Like when you're, when you're doing good and you're feeling good and everything's going the way it should, guarantee you a limiting belief will come in for no reason. 
right? That's just how the mind works. It's designed almost off limiting beliefs to keep you safe, to keep you in order and, and secure and to keep chaos at bay. But where we're going is towards chaos. That's the irony of the whole thing. We're actually going into the fire and your body and your mind is designed to stay away from the fire. So we're constantly battling that instinct and like limiting beliefs came up at me recently, right? Around trading. Cause I just entered, you know, a few months ago of the world of full-time day trading to make an income. And of course, self-doubt uh, comes in. Can I do this? You have a losing day or, or uh, a, a bad trade or something. And you're like, Oh man, I better polish up my resume. Like, and all of a sudden your mind says, okay, okay, come back, come back. You got burned a little bit. Come out of the fire, come back. That's, that's not who we were. Let's, let's, let's go get a regular paycheck. And you've got to fight that if you really want what you want. And that's where, the, that is the dividing line. That is the distinction between those who are living their authentic self or they're actually not. And it's possible the person that said that to you, Rokas, is not what is not living the life that they want. Maybe they have um, a problem with authentic self because we project what we see. So that's, that's another reason why it's more important for you to feel confident about the way you look and the way you are in that photo than anyone else because we're always guarding also against projections from other people. So not only in this life do we have our own limiting beliefs, our own instinct keeping us safe, but we have other people's instincts keeping us safe too or projecting safety onto us. So it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. And we've got to kind of constantly think about that. Someone says something to me, like first thing that comes up into the sub of the sub of my mind is, are they going through that same thing? Like, are they projecting their weakness onto me or are they right? You know, and so you've, you've got to manage people's projections. You've got to manage their intentions along with your own. It makes, it makes life, um, uh, it turns, it, it puts us on hard mode. We were life is it can be on easy mode uh, if we listen to other people, if we kind of fall in line, if we kind of just go around around life with the safe and structural orderly part of it. But if we decide to go to hard mode, we're deciding to take on all these things. And man. That's the fun. That needs to be the fun part of everything. I'm sorry. I broke us. I just lost it there for a second. So as you're speaking, this thought came into my mind. So I know the direction I'm heading and how I will change on that path and who I want to be, how I want to act, who I want to surround myself by. I have that in my mind that vision and i know the work i need to do yeah to get to there so i know i'm 
currently not at that point, but anyone who any outside noise doesn't really matter as much to me because I know I have a direction that I'm heading towards. So people saying that that isn't like you and things like that, that's part of that outside noise. Yeah. Yeah. We get noise from everywhere. I mean, that's huge in the stock community. Noise. They say block the noise. Like, and that's so true with everything. You're going to hear, and you're going to, you're going to want like people's opinions and stuff when you're unsure of yourself. But when you're sure, it's so easy to like move people's thoughts aside and say, nope, this is my deal. I'm focused here. This is my happy place. Goodbye. You know? So we have to be so sure of ourselves. And that's when we need time alone. Oh, man, I was just thinking about that, too. Uh, for a few weeks. Um, these past few weeks, I've been, like, getting back to, I think I mentioned this before, I've been getting back to routine, getting back to physical exercise, jujitsu, um, hiking, walking, you know, taking advantage of Maya's naps. And then also walking with the family and everything. But not with like phones, not with a mute, not with music, no ear, earbud, earbuds or anything like that. Just walking, trying to get up, up on the highest point of the neighborhood so that I can look out, have that mountaintop consciousness, be, be at peace with myself. And I forgot that for a while. I, I was so absorbed with knowledge and education, which is normal, right? I was like studying the stock market and everything, switching careers or adding a new career to my list of careers. And, and I forgot to like take that balance and I started to get burned out a little bit, which is fine. But you come back to balance, to routine, to structure a little bit of order because of all the chaos I was involved in. We need that balance. And um, I forgot that yoga, the principle of yoga means that knowledge comes from within us. Self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, positive self-perception comes from within us. It doesn't come from outside of us. If we look there, it's temporary. We need a permanent resting place of confidence inside of ourselves. And we need to return there after we've uh, seen too much fire, right? We need to return there. We get burned a little bit, we come back. We get burned a little bit and we build up scar tissue and we come back, go back out, come back in. And, and um, so I'm in that process of having gone back in and I'm like revitalized, re-energized. It feels amazing. And I'm pushing forward and like, I come back to the market. My trades are better. I'm back on point. I feel like, yes, I was right. I can do this and I move forward. And uh, we need to remember that we need. And if we don't know that, let go of your earbuds for a second, put your phone down, leave your house, walk up, to, up a hill, like so that you can see above houses, you can see the landscape makes a huge difference. It's different than going on a walk inside the neighborhood, right? I don't want to see garage doors when the walk is done like at the peak, I want to see landscapes, fields, the tops of buildings, things like that. That 
is going to be your point where you stop, look out over everything, remember yourself, remember what you're doing, and then listen for what comes from inside you. Because all of a sudden, things that you used to say or used to know or, or things that you're looking for will present themselves. If you're kind of new to this journey, stuff just comes out and they'll, they'll come as thoughts, they'll come as, as sayings, they'll come as, as reminders or people um, and feelings and you want like this burst of, of energy. And then you take that, you finish your walk, you go back down and uh, carry on and, and, and go forth with confidence. So yeah, that's like the practice. That's the practice that everyone needs to do. We have so many practices, but uh, we've gone over a lot of different things. We haven't covered that enough. And we're going to, I think we should continue to talk about it as time goes on. For the listeners, we were going to have a really special guest on today that Rokas has gathered. So it should be, should be maybe next week. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to have someone on. We'll, we'll kind of continue this thread with, with this individual too, because I'm sure it'll come up with what yeah. they're doing. Agreed. I just wanted to give you some, some, some thinking room. <laughs> oh, good. I was just thinking how to, how to transition to this question. So as part of what we talked about before, why is it so hard for people to accept that you change as a person over time? this isn't the first time this has happened i remember during summer a lot of our friends gathered together for a three-day camping trip and we went kayaking and during that time i remember there was a girl i grew up with something happened and i remember her saying that she knows how i am but it was i don't know the context was in a way where that was something i would have done in my childhood but not anymore but she still sees me from that childhood phase. So that was another example of, of people not accepting that you change over time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big one for us in the monastery. And we talked about that a lot because we moved ourselves onto an island. And so the people we know, the people we grew up with and everything were far away. And every time we would visit with them or talk with family, you get a chunk of where you're from. You get a chunk of who you used to be. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons why the monks try to not talk about the past too much, right? We, don't, we try not to cover who we were if we we're trying to change. And that's, that's, that's true for some situations. I don't follow that because I talk about the past all the time, but, but I use it as a teaching. But for 12 years in the monastery, I didn't talk about my past, right? Because I was training, um, and I was trying to fully internalize that principle. So yeah, when you're in the thick of your training, you're trying to change, try to let go of the past a little bit, try not to bring it up all the time, try to start fresh a lot with, with new people. And, and uh, but yeah, so people, again, maybe it's projection, right? Maybe they're having a hard time changing. Maybe they're having a hard time realizing that they need to change. And so if Rogas changes, what does that force me to think about? 
forces me to think about change. Have I changed? You know, Helena talks about that a lot too. You know, she, she comes up from the middle of nowhere, East coast, and she becomes a six figure uh, business owner, CEO, founder, and competes with like Coca-Cola on that, on that part of the shelf. Like that's, that's another level of change. So people that she used to know, maybe they still live in that little town in the middle of nowhere. Every time they see her or hear about her, it represents life transformational change, life, life transforming change. And they're forced to get pulled back into that world where it's like, am I happy? Am I living the life I'm supposed to live? Have I been in order too long? Have I not, you know, have I been afraid to face the fire of change? You know, I mean, this is all, it's, it, it's possible that that's where this person is coming from, Rogas. I don't know, but yeah. that's what I think about when, when I hear something like that. And it happens to me too. Like I've been like, I look, this is a good example because it's, it's happening right now. Like in the trading community, I see someone who's making like, no joke. Some people I follow make like 50 grand a day. I'm not kidding. And they, they practically show like their bank accounts with, with like key information blurred out. And they're doing it from a place of like, you can do it too. Like positive, it's motivating. But sometimes like, I'm like, Ooh. like, I, I wish I could do that. Maybe I can't do that. Maybe they're lying. Maybe they can't do that. And, and all of a sudden limiting beliefs come up. Jealousy comes up. So you have to be careful. You have to guard yourself. So I get it. I get it when people do that. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it comes down to having a growth mindset because without it, you stagnate as an individual and the years just go by without you changing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why it never gets old. Like growth mindset never changes. I don't care how many influencers there are. I don't care how many uh, new books are written. I don't care. It's going to never go away because humans probably will never go away for a long time um, until the sun burns out and new humans will are popping up every day and they need to learn about what we know. They need to learn about this stuff. We need to learn about it. We need to learn about what happens as we age and, and try to grow and then, and then we need to, we need to realize that it ne it's not, it's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. You, these, these people that we interview, they're everywhere. We, we, and we will never be able to interview them all. And um, that's good. And the people that don't know about change, about growth, about chaos and order, they'll continue to go grow too. I mean, they'll continue to exist as well. And, and we lose that sight, I think, just because we may be in that world. Like, this is good for sales, too. Like, just because we're in that world and we may get tired of seeing it, 
so many people have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, they probably want to hear it. So there's always an audience. There's always an ear to share something with. Uh, that's just the, the cycle of life. And, and really, a key talent. Oh, I was talking about this with Deepak uh, like a year ago. One of my friends uh, who we met in San Francisco. Um, oh, his wife is uh, involved with Zen Mind Academy. Too, and she's a board member. Um, but... He, he helps investors uh, or companies get money and stuff for like venture capitalism and stuff, capitalist uh, organizations and stuff, because he does that. And uh, we, we were both saying that like the key business talent or skill is uh, perseverance. Like that's, that's probably outweighs the actual skill of doing the thing that you're doing. It's the ability to keep going and it's tough for me trading. It's tough because you're not guaranteed a paycheck. You're not guaranteed money that week or that day. And that's tough. Um, in sales, no guarantees, right? If you don't work for someone, no guarantees. Even if you do work for someone guarantees are not, uh, hundred percent. Nothing is a hundred percent. So you could be let go. You could be, you could be demoted, you know, or the cost of living goes up and your pay rate stays the same, right? That's another hit to uh, security and order. So I don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to continue, I'd like to distill the growth mindset. So if we break it down from my perspective, it's also to do with perseverance, but in your day-to-day, -day, having a routine which makes you productively progress towards a goal and stick into it every day, and then eventually you see results. That's how I would break down a growth mindset what would be your input how would i break down a growth mindset let's say say yours again so you mentioned perseverance before but i guess in a different way i would say perseverance in terms of every day having a routine which leads you to productively progress towards the goals you have and then as you do them every day then over time you'll start seeing results, but it's about the perseverance of continuing to do those things every day and slowly improving in small chunks. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. That's perfect. I mean, what I would say is I would like, see those are, that's very close to the, the, the nitty gritty, the details of the whole thing. What I would say is, the, the, the macro picture, the zoomed out perspective of a growth mindset is um, simply the ability to constantly be able to face and an and, 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 and attempt to conquer the mythologi mythological dragon of chaos. I think that is a growth mindset because we have to, if we boil it down to like the general population, 
starting a business doesn't necessarily mean that you have a growth mindset or that if you don't start a business, you don't have a growth mindset. You know what I mean? Sometimes growth, like it's so subjective, um, but sometimes growth for someone is, is the smallest thing for someone else. So what you're saying is, is true. Like that, that individual, that growth minds, that growth mind uh, needs to do routine every day. needs to keep going, needs to persevere, needs to have determination. But it's just that battle of order and chaos to me. That's growth mindset because the opposite, a mindset that is um, um, contr- like constantly getting smaller is, 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 has a fear of the unknown, has a fear of chaos and it needs order. That's what the monastery was for. I was thinking about this the other day. That's why I was in the monastery. That's why you stay in the monastery. The monastery walls keep chaos at bay. The rules keep chaos at bay. The structure keeps chaos at bay. And eventually you grow and you fill up the monastery and you start hitting the walls. And on the other side of that wall is change, chaos, unknown. You don't know. But there's a part of you that needs to know. That's the growth mindset. Always needing to know what the next challenge is going to be. And, and part of the pains of having a growth mindset is going through those challenges and feeling that, experiencing it. That's part of the pain. So limit chaos. Don't take it in. Don't take it all on at once. No, not a good idea. Because I was thinking in the monastery, you limit chaos in terms of there's not as much outside influence. So you can focus on specific things to tackle, like a small amount, because overloading yourself with chaos could break a person. Yeah, it can kill you. So, so it's good to go into the metaphorical monastery and focus. It's also good to leave the metaphorical monastery. And literally for me, it was good to go in and it was good to leave to continue onward. And, um, you know, for someone listening, doing their thing, let's say you want to start a business. Good. Like start the business, but don't just up and quit your job until your business is a proof of concept, bringing in revenue that is secure enough to match your current income, right? That's a safe way uh, to start a business. It's, it's not risk-free. It's not like you're protected from everything. It's, it's a way to slowly put your foot into the unknown without falling into a black pit of, of nothingness and, and losing your house or something, right? I never recommend people start a business usually without a steady income source, just because it's so much less stress. Uh, I didn't just jump into day trading. I trained heavily. Like, and when I train on something that means something 
So for a year, and I had nearly $50,000 as a buffer, as like a safety point. So I bought myself time, right? Because in, in life, we need, we need uh, time and we need money. And the contradicting nature is that we need both as fast as possible. And it doesn't make sense because that goes against needing more time to get more money. So it's a, it's, it's a constantly, uh, the principle of progress is constantly fighting itself because our time is limited. We cannot force time and education and we have limited resources. We don't have unlimited resources. It's all limited. So we're fighting against those two things primarily. And to keep yourself in a state of safety all the time is not good. To keep yourself constantly, constantly changing, becoming a new person, uh, pivoting all the time, that's risky. That's risky. So stick with something for at least a little bit. Don't jump into it 100%. Like jump into it 100% mentally, but, but keep some sense of, of order and security until you can kind of step into the next, take one foot and, and step into the next unknown. And the other foot that was previously in, in unknown in chaos is in order now. So it's a, it's a ladder type progression. Support and resistance in, in a trading chart. What used to be resistance needs to now be support in order for the trade to progress. If not, it goes down. I forgot why we started talking about that. Limiting chaos and don't take it all on at once. Oh, yeah, because you were, you were asking about the monastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if someone is overloaded on chaos, is that how trauma is formed? Mm, uh, usually, yes. Um, but more specifically, that's how um, like burnout happens. That's how uh, depression sets in, anxiety, and then that could lead to further trauma. It's a traumatizing experience. Like it's a it's a it's a traumatizing path to be overloaded with chaos um, for prolonged periods of time. Now, if what I like is the mentality that life is a sprint and not a marathon. So yes, we have bursts of a hundred percent productivity, hundred percent effort, hundred percent or 200% hyper-focus. Like what I mean by 200% is we let go of something we normally need. So I'm willing to study for eight hours and not eat. So I'm willing to move that energy that I would have used for food and focus on this thing. Okay. So you're like doubling up on, on your focus. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm a fan of that kind of, um, burst periodically, but, uh, the key, the key word is periodically. It needs to be managed appropriately in order to have a prolonged state of, of happiness too much of that. And it won't work out well. And, and recently I've seen some, some friends um, 
go into that. And, and actually, one of my old students asked me not long ago about that. And they said, what do I do? And I said, well, do you do anything that um, reminds you of who you are? Like, for example, this person was didn't have a home. They were currently homeless and they were moving from friend to friend's house and they were sleeping on the couch. Um, and it happens. And they were like, they could not get their foot in order, right? And that makes sense. They're constantly in a new place. The ground underneath them is like ready to fall uh, and they have no stability. So what do you do in that situation? It's like, you've got to do something routine. Ideally, that like brings you back to as much order as you can, as much structure as you can. And I said, you know, do you eat breakfast? What time do you eat breakfast? Is it the same thing every day? You know, that's like a good place to start. And Peterson recommends it as well. Um, he said, especially in a clinician setting, when you have someone who's experiencing a severe mental episode, uh, a timely and regular breakfast is actually like the first step to getting back on track. And it's routine, it's structure, it's order. It's known. We can predict it. Too much unpredictable, uh, and we can easily get uh, lost. And then it's sense. it's you know the mountaintop consciousness. What we talked about earlier. That's that's the second thing to do. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You've answered all the queries I had. Oh my gosh. It was 45 minutes, um, even less with editing. Went by quite fast, yeah. Anything else? Gosh, I don't know. I, I usually need um, a stimulus to provoke a response, but I, I, that's all for <laughs> me. You, uh, you had some good questions there, and I'm glad we talked about uh, what we did. I hope listeners enjoyed this, uh, this quick, this, well, quick for us uh, chat about authentic self, limiting beliefs, practices that can center you, uh, yogic principles of finding knowledge within and revealing knowledge to yourself by yourself. These are things that we need to remind ourselves we need to do, we need to also stay focused on growth mindset. Don't be afraid of advancing a little bit more, challenging yourself a little bit more, making things a little bit harder for yourself while still keeping things that are predictable in your life. And um, yeah, nice. Have a good rest of the week. Great, great summary. And yeah, wish you all the best until next week. Thanks, Rokas.